Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, episode number 75. 75, look alive. Yeah. Chop some chives. You know what this means? We're three quarters of the way to 100. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like fractions that are that easy, that reduce that much. 75, Mm -hmm. 100s, three fourths. Yeah. (laughs) Just love largely reducing fractions. Uh, but this is Joe, and I'm accompanied by... Nick. And you may notice that we're missing one shrill, annoying voice. <laughs> Maybe not shrill and annoying, just kidding. Oof. We are missing Elsie. Elsie. She is taking care of a baby with a bit of a fever. A fever for more podcast episodes. <laughs> it's the only way to cure that fever. <laughs> I think he's faking it. He's just, you know, babies are smart, they're conniving. Mm-hmm. He knows this is how I get more time with mom. Yeah, they try to rule the world, so that's what they're doing. Yeah. Have you ever seen Baby Geniuses and the highly anticipated sequel, (laughs) Baby Geniuses 2? I think that won a Razzie or maybe a couple of Razzies. Really? Yeah, Baby Geniuses 2, I think, was up there with like IMDb's bottom 100 movies of all time. It might be like number one or two. It's really bad, apparently. Baby Genius. Well, then there's Boss Baby. That's the new version. Baby Geniuses, though. I remember Man, seeing that when I was a kid. the horrible animation of their mouths moving <laughs> when they're talking. Yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid, At least too. with the uh, Look Who's Talking series with, like, John Travolta and Kiersey Alley, I don't think they made the baby's mouths move. They just, like, had the voiceover, and the babies just, like, looked at each other without moving their mouths. It's like they communicated telepathically. Yeah. So they practiced telepathy. Yeah. Babies but, can do that. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, how, how would we know? How would we know? How are they going to know? They're gonna know. That's how that meme came came across. But uh, we're sitting on a beer right now. No, we are. We are, aren't we? We're drinking a beer. It's from good old Casita in Wilson, North Carolina. We have the Singularity Single Hop Series. And this is the Eldorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I looked back at my untapped to see which other Singularity serious beers I've had from them and I've had quite a few actually this is a uh, one we picked up probably been sitting on this for a couple months now but yeah Casita's really got a, a, a nice hold on this like singularity series to really accentuate single hop mm-hmm. uh, character uh, single hop profiles and so El Dorado for me has a lot of significance because that was the uh, first homebrew that uh that you did and I helped with was with Eldorado hops. Yeah, yeah that was an aggressively hopped IPA. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It got better with time. It was a little green, I think, when we first drank it. But uh didn't turn out too bad. This is a New England-style IPA. Got a smooth mouthfeel. Pretty Very full. smooth, Like yeah. medium-bodied. Flavor's good. This beer, you know, is a couple months old at this point. You know, we're like, hey... We're not drinking it the freshest, but it's still held on to quite a bit of that juicy hop character. Yeah. Well, and this is, you know, Eldorado, I view, is kind of more of a uh, a staple with IPAs these days. But they've really, uh, because he has done a lot of different ones. I'm looking on Untapped here to kind of go through a few options of their other Singularity beers. They've got a uh, Pacific Sunrise iteration, a Lotus iteration, Enigma. Then, of course, you have some, like, Cashmere, Ruwaka, Citra. Those are some more popular ones. But 
definitely some ones that are a little more niche and not as mm-hmm. maybe big of household names as far as yeah. hop varieties. Mainstream so. hops. You know, I had Mainstream hops in my hop. beer. You probably haven't heard of them, though. <laughs> I discovered these hops before they were cool. You can come with a hopster. The hopster. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a beanie going into a brewery. And it's like, actually, I'm looking for a Lotus IPA. Oh, uh, man. Eldorado hops, you know, kind of known for their fruity tropical flavors, little pineapple, mm-hmm. mango, a little bit, uh, you know, I, I see some descriptions of stone fruit, uh, even some watermelon. Oh, wow. Interesting. But I don't know if I've ever seen that as a flavor p- profile from them before, nor have I, like, tasted it. You know, watermelon is generally kind of a milder flavor. Yeah, natural occurrences anyway. But I'm definitely getting it's leaning more uh stone fruit forward for me this one yeah. in particular, but a little bit of like tropical fruit, but I'm getting kind of like what taste maybe akin to like plum or I don't know, it's not like maybe some apricot. I feel like apricot's always one that we kind of we always end up in the same place like what is this? It's something kind of like a fleshy fruit, um something juicy but not quite tropical and it ends up being inevitably like apricot or something some people say apricot what's yeah. that all about like so that's the last time i've had apricot is like in the dried it? variety <laughs> i feel like i don't buy fresh apricots but you know they're uh they're like a good replacement because i feel like if you get a dried apricot i've had some that tastes very similar to like like juicy uh, uh like fruit candy Kind of like juicy fruit gum. Yeah, like, like juicy fruit gum. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to say juicy like, fruit, juicy, but it's like fruity. Kind of like uh like fruit by the foots or uh, I guess mm. like fruit roll ups. Just that kind of those like fruit chews. Fruit snack. Yeah, fruit snack. That's fruit by the. Why was that foot. so hard for me to? <laughs> My fruit jam. snack. I love fruit by the foot. Yeah, you know, put me in a setting of like 1998. Fruit by the Ooh. foot ad coming on TV. Ooh, I was like, give me a fruit by the foot. I yeah. want almost three feet of fruit. <laughs> How did you eat yours? Did you like peel it all the way off the paper and then just like kind of just slurp it up? Or no, I kind of did what ate was it and peeled it as you went. Yeah, kind of akin mm. to my memory of a chameleon tongue, <laughs> <laughs> unrolling it, peeling it little by little, kind of yeah. like an assembly line. That's efficient. Yeah. Yeah, if you unroll the whole thing, you're kind of a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to you it's have like, to do the whole like you just got fruit by the foot right. swinging around town, dirt and dust collecting yeah. on it. Exactly, you have to keep it off the ground. Mm-hmm. You've got to worry about like you you're not going to hold it, then your hands get all sticky. But I've seen people do like the fruit by the foot races where it's like you have it all the way unrolled. And then you uh, start, yeah. and you can't use your hands. You have to see so you, you can, can like, like eat the chow it down. Yeah, it's just it's like oh. a party game. You know, I saw the other day that I hadn't seen in a while, baby bottle pops. Remember those things? It's a baby bottle pop. It's like baby here's a hardened block of sugar, and you can dip it in more sugar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was those, and then they had the other, uh, they had other products. It was like the paintbrush ones. Hmm. Same deal. It was yeah. like you, it was like the bristles were the hard candy and you dipped it in like the paint oh my gosh you know one of the one of the techs at work uh yesterday was like what is this like you put it in your mouth and it like plays music vibrates music and she showed me the picture of it 
it was one of those like lolly. Do you remember those lollipops that like you would like eat the lollipop and you pushed a button and it would like play music in your mouth like bone conduction in your head? I cannot remember what they were called, but huh. I was like, she said that I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a memory. I don't actually know that I remember those. Maybe if I saw it, but yeah, I can't even remember. Man, what candy it used was. to be so cool though. This is having me nostalgic for my childhood. I feel like we just had such cool things. Granted, like you said, it's just sugar on sugar. And I think people got wise and, well, I mean, there's still sugary candies out there, but the ingenuity is out the window. Like, you don't see that kind of stuff anymore. I really want to know what the name of those were because I just have, like, a vivid memory of seeing that. Oh gosh, here it is. Sound bites. The lollipop that played music in your head through your mouth. And, you know, I just credit goes to the candy maker guy who was like, you know what our lollipops need? Music. <laughs> they just don't have enough music in them <laughs> right now. <laughs> They're too quiet. They're too quiet. This is what it looked like. Here's a picture. Oh. That kind of looks familiar. That's not what I was thinking. I couldn't I couldn't envision that but that it does kind of spur a memory. Now I kind of want to take a trip down this uh Reddit nostalgia subreddit. That's got to be fun. Now we're down a rabbit hole. We've gotten yeah. way off. Where the, are we? The Eldorado Singular Singularity Hop Series beer. Really good actually. I really enjoyed that. Mhm. Yeah, that was a nice little pick here. Yeah. You know, and I think Single hop series, talking all technical about hop profiles, kind of segues nicely into our topic of the day, which is being a pretentious beer jerk (laughs) or Or, just somebody who likes beer. Yeah. How do you, yeah. It's like, where do we draw the line? Do you identify one way or the other? Like what, you know, we, I think we just have a, a, a culture of like craft beer snobs, if you will, or um, you said like being a craft beer jerk. And I think it's become a point now where it's more just a, like a meme or a joke. Like I don't see too yeah. many of these people in the wild. Most people I know that enjoy craft beer are totally reasonable people that just enjoy craft beer. But, you know, these these stereotypes come for a reason. So mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, people for out sure. There. Yeah, you know. All the terms, haze bros, neck beards, um, you know, what is it? What do they say on the uh, Malt Couture podcast? 300 pound Cicerones or something like that, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, beer's not unique in that way, or craft beer is not unique to have that type of clientele or demographic because. I think with any kind of hobby, there's going to be people who take it to an extreme level. Oh, yeah. You know, like I, I get on tangents and, and rabbit holes in, on Reddit for, you know, coffee and espresso. And, you know, I, I enjoy making coffee in various methods, but like there's so many people on there that are elitist and they get on these like wild mm-hmm. rants about, well, you can't make good coffee unless you you need to spend at least $1,500 on your setup oh, or else gosh, you're not yeah. going to even touch the surface of what you can. It's like the average person's not going to drop that kind of money. So like, there's just, there's 
people out there that are always trying to one up be yeah, the best well, that's yeah, a, yeah that's trying to one up you it's kind of like if you ever see a video on social media of somebody welding something and then you look at the comments yes it's always like the running joke that like welding <laughs> welding videos are like <laughs> bring out all the <laughs> master welders <Yeah. laughs> self-proclaimed anyway right and it becomes a place where it's like there's ridicule and it's not even lighthearted. it's it's like kind of malicious yeah i mean luckily again i don't see a ton of that in craft beer but yeah but i mean i I think yeah like you said with any hobby especially now when there's so much online availability of information and people sharing their ideas and you know you're always going to have that person that's out critiquing and criticizing but you know i think the beer nerd persona has elevated from both online presence and what people have done out in the wild, you know, like I'm sure you've seen all the memes, like the at beer festivals, like the person in front of you talking to the, the brewery staff about how you're a home brewer and you could have brewed that beer better or something like that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, bringing homebrew into a, a brewery and like trying to get people to try it and taste it. Yeah. It's, it's gotten to a point. Yeah. Where, these people are putting themselves out there and it's become, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like a meme now. Uh, you know, there's if you go on Instagram and we follow a few of these accounts, I think it's pretty fun just to see these elitists in action on platforms like, uh, untapped even, or just like taking photos of like terribly poured beers and people are like, Oh wow. Like did we know to pour proper beer? We, we poured a beer for fun we had a reel on our Instagram and it was like obviously made to be like super foamy and and not look good. Mm, Yeah. And people were like, wow, what a waste of a beer. Like you, I I love when people just throw away a $5 beer, like it's nothing. (laughs) And it's like, who are you? Like you're coming out of the woodwork to like roast us for a clearly satirical video. Just like how to, it was like how to properly pour a beer. And it was the most, Asked we like, night, we like stabbed, stabbed it the can and then, and then it. poured it into the thing you're like 10 feet above it yeah where people just came after us and it was like i mean we laughed about it but it's just like are people i can't tell if people are serious so yeah. if they're like actually that elitist where they're gonna undermine and belittle people and and kind of tell them oh well you're you're wasting beer you're doing this the wrong way and it's like yeah we clearly we know that yeah yeah like this beer also is like old way old and, yeah over fermented in the cans so. by the way it exploded when we stabbed it but but yeah so i mean there's that perception and i'm sure we've sometimes come across there's like i feel like a spectrum like you've got the bros that are like oh what's the highest percent beer that i can possibly get ever and i want that and i want you know drink as much of it as i can and then there's like the ones who sound super pretentious and only will drink certain bottles and and do those things and then you've got like the wait in line for three days to get, you know, whatever new release it is. Oh yeah. Like the meme is always like <laughs> breweries making the same hazy IP IPA, but putting a different label on it and <laughs> counting their money or something like that. Yeah. They're lining up for, for days. Well, and, and it's because of things like that where, you know, there, there are these like kind of white whales of the craft beer industry and, and it works. It's a, it's a, ploy that people still buy into and again it's not unique to craft beer but you know it kind of creates this perception from people who are not maybe 
involved or, or maybe not craft beer enthusiasts, they see stuff like that and that puts a bad taste in their mouth and it's like, oh, well, all craft beer drinkers are like this. Or, uh, I mean, there's been videos where it's like, oh, dude, I think it was a college humor video where it's like every dude that orders a craft beer at a bar and it's like, oh yeah, I really like this beer. It's like got a really woody flavor and he takes a drink and it's just like sawdust <laughs> in, his, in his glass. Uh. But like, that's what people, I think, have an outside perception of craft beer drinkers if you're not actually one who partakes. Now, we've been doing, you know, we've been drinking craft beer for a while and I think we've come across maybe a handful of people that are that elitist, but the notion's kind of been dispelled for me the more I am in that yeah. industry. I just realize there's a few people that are just jerks in real life. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's not attached to their craft beer enthusiasm. It's just, they're just a jerk in general. So yeah. if you're going to have a bad attitude, it's just going to be based on the person you are and not necessarily indicative of the hobby that you're partaking in. Like yeah. it's, it's not like craft beer breeds these people. I feel like that's maybe one notion people have is like, Oh, it's a terrible hobby that just breeds these, like these neck beards and these like guys that are going to belittle you for ordering a Coors Light at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So, Always belittle. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, there's always like the conception uh, guy in the 30s will have some sort of one of these is their personality. It's like craft beer, woodworking, (laughs) just like entire personality. One of those hobbies is their entire personality. And, you know, I mean, you've also got the people who just decided that they're going to make a podcast. Right. A couple of nerds. Yeah. You know, thought that they're important enough to talk and people are going to listen. So, I mean, I know that we sound... I think we just really enjoy beer and we sound kind of pretentious and geek out about it sometimes, but we like to just like to talk about beer, like to drink beer. Right. It's just such a technical beverage. I think that it has so much to talk about. Part of the journey I think for us is just continually learning about the beverage and the industry and what's trending. And, you know, we like to exploring new places, new styles, kind of just always looking for something different to try and and learn about. And I think that's one of the beauties of being a craft beer, I'd say enthusiast or fan, if you will, um, is that, I mean, there's, there's trends, there's uh, constantly something different in the market. And so places adapt accordingly. And, you know, we find, um, find ourselves enjoying different beers throughout the year. Like we, I think we both kind of had a, a similar like reawakening of having loggers and pilsners and we're pilsner boys now. And, <laughs> and I think that's becoming kind of a, a meme worthy trend too. It's like, you know, the pilsner boys and the pilsner girls. It's, yeah, you know, we're, we we're went like, from a, a, a kind of a trajectory of like people start drinking beer with like pilsners and then get into craft beer and it's all IPAs, the hoppier, the hazier, the better. And then it's kind of like, well, you know, stouts are cool too. And then sours were really big, and now it's like now we're back to pilsners and lagers. And oh yeah, for real. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, like circular in a way. Life cycle of of beer drinkers, and you know, like those feed into the stereotypes too. I mean, like I was talking about before, people looking for the highest ABV. I mean, those are some of the stout chasers that are looking for those, and maybe they're not looking for ABV, but they're just looking for those super ageable beers that are sell well on the secondary and. Uh, hang out they're looking for those whales but then you've got yeah. like the hype 
people that are looking for all like the new hazy cans and all the new hazy releases and weird sours and stuff. And, uh, you know, it just kind of feeds into those. And then like the other end of the spectrum and the meme that's been going around for a while now is just like how people who actually brew and work at breweries are like, Oh, I want some Miller high life. Or, you know, they just go home and drink domestics and it's kind of just like a joke um from that but then you see people getting mad about that stuff and it's like just crazy all over it's it's a huge spectrum in the lifestyle but i enjoy trying a lot of new things and yeah speaking of trying new things i've got a bottle in my hand and spoiler alert it's gonna make us sound a little pretentious because it's not a uh not a simple style but something a little bit different Yes, and this one actually is one that I've had for quite a while, so I've held on to it and aged it. Not necessarily that it's a hugely ageable beer, but this is from Brewery Omegang in Cooperstown, New York. This is their Three Philosophers series. This is actually the Blueberry Coffee variant. So Three Philosophers is a blend of Quadruple and Creek, uh, but they added in some uh, blueberries and coffee this one and you know actually i was just looking to see when this was bottled uh bottled in uh <laughs> best by like august of 22 so i've had oh. this one for a couple of years had it for a minute and you know it's been chilling in the fridge i've kept it cold this whole time curious as to how she'll be here smells nice does this i mean it it smells kind of like blueberry like cobbler or like have you ever had blueberry buckle that's good kind of what it smells like is it appropriate to have this beer in a stemmed pilsner glass (laughs) (laughs) a stemmed pilsner that's another thing i feel like one of the uh kind of like stereotypical beer snob uh like characteristics or personalities is like the person that's really particular about the glassware pairing with the beer and having like, I can only, you know, if I'm going to have a, an IPA, it has to be in a, a tiku or a tulip glass to really accentuate. And we've had an entire episode about glassware for beer. <laughs> yeah. So like, again, maybe a little bit of pot calling the kettle black, but and you know, what's funny is that we're actually drinking this out of uh, no, <laughs> brewery Omega yeah. glasses that are like stemmed, Almost, I don't even know. They're like, yeah, they're, it's almost like a tall tulip, but it's not yeah, as like, like flared at the top. So it's kind of like barrel shaped. But I think it does. A, it's a nice job. I think for me, I've just become more a fan of the idea of like I'd like to have one or two glasses that are more universal than to have yeah seventeen glasses in my cupboard for each type of beer that I might drink. And that's why we've got way too many glasses at this <laughs> point right now. We are like. I pretty much will pull out a tiku for anything because, yeah, I mean, concentrate the aromas safe. and we've got them and they're chilling there. And even the, you know, standard uh, pint glass, shaker pint, I don't use those as much just because I, I feel like the ones that I've got are crappier glasses in general. The one glass I will use specific when I've got Pilsners, I use that Varsteiner Pilsner glass you yeah. got me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a vintage or a craft store. No, it was a antique store I find, I think. It's beautiful glass. Yeah. So, you know, do you ever feel a little bit pretentious or snobby if you're out in public 
and you get a beer and you're like swirling it, giving it a sniff, kind of oh, taking yeah. your time before you dive in for a drink. I always feel kind of self-conscious yeah, when I, I do give a little it that bit. sniff. Like. I think part, part of the way you can kind of avoid becoming like, you know, the stereotypical kind of snobby or I guess you call a craft beer jerk is like some self-awareness goes a long way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's okay to enjoy the aspects of, you know, really taking your time and, you know, learning about the beer you're about to enjoy, smelling it, looking at it, swirling it around, that kind of thing. And then, you know, to giving a, a full-fledged tasting experience. As long as you realize that, like, somebody may be watching you and think, wow, that guy over there is kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of a snob. But I think, yeah, self-awareness <laughs> of that is probably my, my biggest, uh, like, bit of advice to uh, my, my own self and to others is like, you know, hey, if you, just be comfortable with doing it and like don't make others feel dumb if they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I kind of parallel it to like the wine tasting thing. Like, oh, you've got to swirl it. You've got to smell it. You've got to stare at it. You got, you know, do whatever the hell you want. That's, that's what I say. Yeah, I enjoy smelling the beer before I sip it, but I'm not going to be like, oh, you don't know how to drink beer. Uh, you know, the only times I do catch myself being a little judgy uh, is when you're like at a craft brewery, like a microbrewery, and they only sell their own beer. And somebody walks in and says, can I get a Michelob Ultra? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's always the funniest for me. <laughs> That's the one time I'll be like, really? But well, I mean, if they're with a, they're probably with somebody that, you know, they, yeah. they didn't like go there on their own probably, but. Yeah. And I think a lot of craft breweries have at least one or two, you know, loggers or maybe a blonde ale something really light on tap because they know there's going to be that clientele that comes in mm-hmm. and they're not really familiar and craft beer it's it's become more approachable i think the audience has grown like younger and younger people are starting to get, to get into it but there's still going to be people yeah. that are just not a fan of heavier styles hoppier styles and so and that's okay that's everything i think just that in general is like there's this conception that you're going to be judged if you mm-hmm. only drink light beers and you don't oh, dive yeah. into the bourbon barrel aged barley wines and these <laughs> like you know lambics and things that you know these these belgian trappist ales it's like nobody's gonna i mean no no genuinely nice person is going to judge you for no. saying oh i just want to have a blonde ale or a, you or know, even a, a sour water, yeah i mean and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not poo-pooing people for drinking light lagers. It's just like having the awareness of that not every place is a bar that yeah. has like cans of beer. But I think it's a sign of a really good beer tender. This is like, oh, will you like that? This is the most similar beer we've got to it uh, versus kind of like scoffing at them or something like that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, drink what you like. And like you said, there's like a spectrum of people who enjoy craft beer and it's going to range from people who are just kind of getting into the scene a little bit, maybe only like a certain style or two. And there's people that are, you know, certified Cicerones out there. They're walking around like the rest of us, but they're, you know, trained to to have more knowledge about craft beer than others. And they've put in the time to to be knowledgeable. And so that, that spectrum is so wide ranging that you never know where somebody's at in their journey of craft beer. And so I would never want to, you know, like reprimand or like i might might offer suggestions or advices um about trying something but um 
you know, I think inclusivity is really important too mm-hmm. with craft beer, as with any hobby. It's like, I, I think, I think of it a lot about like people that go to the gym. It's the same, same idea. Like, Oh yeah. Some people it's their first time in the gym, maybe in forever or maybe in, you know, a couple of years and they're trying to make, you know, strides forward. And it's like, we have to be inclusive, inclusive of others and be understanding that we've all been in somebody's shoes at some point. And it, it feels really preachy. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get in a soapbox, but um, I think that's part of the problem with this false or slightly false conception of the craft beer industry is that some people aren't as welcoming and as inclusive. And so they want to kind of keep it as this, like, I don't know. I think maybe some people hold on to the idea that craft beer can still be like a kind of a niche little community yeah. and you're not hobby. cool enough to do it. Like yeah. this is only for me. Don't, and it's you're, like, no, don't, don't gatekeep craft beer. Like yeah. just because you don't agree with how somebody else wants to do it. Exactly. And I mean, it opens up more and more. You've got the spectrum, like, like you said, the spectrum, the people that love beer, the people that seek beer out and, you know, go do those things. There's the people that want that clout of having the best bottle or, you know, mm-hmm. they're just looking for the best one they can get their hands on. Uh, and then you've got the parents uh, that are visiting in town and, you know, your person takes them and like, hey, yeah. let's go to this brewery. I enjoy going here, you know. Maybe not what you're seeing, but there's probably there's something that we can find that you, you might like. And you know, that's that's the thing. And then maybe that might be their foray and be like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Let's let's get into that. But I mean, always uh, keeping an open mind and including everyone. I think that's kind of just how the the beer motto has been. Yeah, we didn't even talk about this beer that we're <laughs> sipping down now. I'm realizing. Well, I noticed mine's a little bit murkier than yours i think the, i had the bottom of the i've got some chunks bottle. you got some chunks too yeah yeah if i look there's some some chunky boys probably a little bit of a second air fermentation in that bottle a little sediment sidling out sidling out sidling yeah definitely a really neat little brownish red hue it's got kind of a almost a pinkish ring of foam around the edge yeah it's kind of been persistent i've also been swirling it a little bit just to kind of keep getting New sniffs, what and I'm getting a lot jerk. of good. Look at this guy swirling <laughs> and sniffing his beer. Wow, who does he think he is? Did he just pull out a notepad? Is he writing stuff down? It's funny because actually, when we first started out with like East Carolina beer and our blog, which we haven't really written, no, we've in not a while, blogged in a while. But we used to just like go to breweries and like we'd review and like be putting notes in our phone about appearance, the beers aroma, that we're tasting, yeah. mouthfeel. Um, and, and while I really enjoyed that, I thought, I thought, I thought it may be more like practiced in analyzing beer mm-hmm. and like being conscientious about the beer and not just like guzzling it down. I feel like there's also some credence to like just enjoying a beer and yeah. not like being so stressed about making notes about it, making a, a review, writing up a, a page long. Getting your tick on well, untapped. Yeah. See, that's, I think I got like burnout from that stuff. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I've flipped to the other end of the spectrum, though. I would like to get back into appreciating the beer that I'm drinking a little bit more and being a little more intentional about tasting yeah. and those things. Because that's I enjoy. That's what I enjoy about beer is noticing the differences and trying a whole bunch of different things and, yeah. and seeing how one person's interpretation and slight tweaks in recipes or same recipe, different brewing conditions, you know, those types of things. Just how do they make that nuanced beer? So I enjoy that aspect. And I was got to the point, I think I was like, I'm sick of writing stuff down. I'm just going to drink the beers. Uh, and now I just want to kind of 
find a, a happy medium. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm friends and untapped with a uh, a guy. I think I've met him once. He's a friend of a friend, but he checks in beers, and I think every single beer he checks in, he writes at least like one to maybe two sentences about it. Um, and he just kind of he'll note, yeah, again, like, wow, this one's like super uh, tropical fruit forward, a little bit of lingering bitterness, like kind of dry, really good beer. Really enjoyed this one. In addition to giving it like a bottle cap rating, he's like making notes about like, or, Oh, this is a great pickup. Like, thanks for the recommendation. So-and-so, or thanks for the beer. Like if somebody gave it to him, like he's making all these notes. And I think that kind of makes it more of like an experience. It's, it's like, if you go back later and use untapped kind of like a, a beer journal, that's more powerful than just like, oh, I gave this a four out of five. I guess I kind of liked it versus yeah. like, oh, I had I had it at so-and-so's birthday party and like this was a surprise beer from John who brought it over. Like, we'll have to look for more from this brewery. I mean, just like anything that yeah. kind of like spurns the actual like memory of drinking it or um, provides a little more context. I think it's, it is something you can do in like, 30 seconds when you're checking it in so yeah because it does they do get lost in the you know the the bottle caps especially now that my rating system is like just so shardy on there (laughs) um you know it's just like "Eh, this is good four this is not good three five oh this is okay you know unless yeah can't rely on them not doing any and i gotta be a little bit more intentional about like taking the time to appreciate it and figuring out where i like it because I think one of the hardest questions I get asked is like, what's your favorite beer? And I'm just like floored by that question every time. And I cannot come up with a good answer. Otravez. <laughs> Otravez. Yeah, I almost forgot I still have some of that. Oh, wow. Because I bought, uh, I think I bought four six packs of it. And I went through a six pack really quickly. Then I think I just finished up the second one. But I think I still have like two just like chilling in the... Um, in the pantry, but I kind of want to hold on to it a little bit till summer. Cause I don't know if they're going to re-release it again. Yeah. Um, kind I, of a special thing they did. Yeah. I always tell people Otravez is my favorite beer. I don't know that's true anymore. At the time it was, Yeah, I was obsessed with Otravez, <laughs> everything, the chapstick, the metal can sign that I, yeah, I got bought. one out there too. You got one yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. In the room, but yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's a tough question to ask like your favorite beer. I do get asked that a lot too. But, well, if uh, you had to recommend any beer, like that's the hardest question because yeah. it's like, what do you like one? And oh, then... and another thing that's tough too is like, I feel like if people know that you like craft beer, you know, they, they might ask you for advice or they might say, hey, like, um, you know, a couple of times, you know, we'll be getting together with people and it's like, oh, hey, Nick, can you, can you bring over the beer since, you know, you know, they trust me to pick stuff out. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure for one. And two, I don't know what everybody likes. <laughs> Like, I know what I like, and yeah. so I've gone to the beer store, and I'm just like, I have everything at my disposal, but I don't know my audience that well. Uh, so usually I go with something that's, like, kind of safe. and Pretty approachable. Yeah, yeah, something that's, like, a safe, approachable beer, and that'll do something maybe a little bit out there. Um, maybe not, you know, not, like, crazy, but just, you know, I'll go some, maybe something like a, a stout or a porter that some people that like craft beer or dark yeah. beer will be a fan of. And then maybe not a double IPA for for the really hop, hoppy heads. <laughs> But it's like, oh my gosh, I, I don't, I get nervous shopping for other people's beer because I'm like, I don't know what people yeah. like. You're like, oh, I love this, but are they gonna hate it? You know, it's like showing somebody like a song you like. It's yeah. like, it's just so much up to your taste. It's like, oh, I love this, and then they're like, huh, 
Yeah, it's good. Like a meme. Mm-hmm. You're like I found this meme hilarious, and they're like, "You're opening your uh, part of uh-huh. your soul to them." <laughs> um, you left me on red. You left me on red. Did you not like the beer? Text me back, please. Text me back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I kind of going back a little bit. You know the the culture of craft beer has definitely changed a bit. I think, I think initially it was a little more of like a, I don't want to say good old boys club. Cause that's not what, what it no, is. It was but, more like a niche market. Yeah. Of like, and it was like a little more exclusive. People weren't really taking off. I mean, craft beer in the U S anyway. I mean, it was a slow boom, but like places such as, you know, new Belgium and Sierra Nevada. And, um, I'm even like anchor RIP. I mean, these, original kind of pioneers of craft beer in the U.S. I mean, they had a very niche market at first, and then, of course, things catapulted over the next few decades, and, and now we're in a place where, you know, the yeah. breweries per capita is about as high as it's ever been. And so... But now we're seeing more closures, too. Like, yeah. it's just a swing. It's, like, all over. It's became very kind of mainstream, you know? I feel like it was kind of the college guy's progression was to, like, drink domestics, then get into some craft beer, you know, maybe dabble in it or something. But I think things are changing a little bit now. Uh, you know, a lot of like younger kids, college age kids, seltzers, or, you know, a lot of variety in the products that are available today. So we may see a change. Yeah. And who knows? I, it's kind of crazy. I love just the crap, the brewery scene. Like it's just so fun to me. I don't, it's, I don't know. It's just like another place to go. That's just comfortable. Get to hang out, uh, go into a brewery. It's just like always a good time. Never a, never yeah. a bad time. Yeah. I just enjoy it. And I, I hope that more people continue to fall into the scene. Like we keep raising people that feel welcome into craft beer and it doesn't become like, it doesn't revert to a more toxic you know, market. I don't want breweries to be a toxic place. For the most part, every brewery we've been to is just such a fun place where everyone's having a good time. You know, they're bringing their dogs. Maybe if kids are welcome, they're bringing kids and, you know, just kind of the camaraderie you get just having a beer and chatting it up with somebody at a local brewery bar too is fun. But, you know, definitely again, there's, there's (laughs) these notions that have been perpetuated because there are people out there that have kind of maybe contributed to uh, a somewhat toxic I- ideology of what craft beer snobs are, or like everybody that drinks craft beer falls under this yeah. umbrella. But uh, I think the best part that's come of it is like we have now humor that's derived from that persona, oh, yeah. like in the form of meme accounts on social media. And uh, we mentioned a couple already with like Pilsner, Pilsner-ish and Don't Drink Beers. The Malt Couture podcast that you dropped earlier, like those guys are pretty funny and you know they do a a good job of like again like educating about beer and like uh bringing humor into you know the industry because like again you have to be able to laugh at yourself and kind of be self-aware that some parts of being a craft beer enthusiast is going to come across as a little bit pretentious or snobby but um you can kind of dispel that by just being you know self-aware and welcoming to others and um and and like if people ask me questions about beer, I try to be informative, but to a degree where I'm not like, I don't want to preach or like sound uh, too, I don't know, like 
snarky or yeah do you want like, to sound mightier than thou yeah exa- yeah i just i i want to and also i try to be like self-aware when i don't know something i'm like oh, i don't you know i'm not really sure about that or you know because again we're, we're kind of still learning all the time about things and i find myself as like maybe an amateur beer enthusiast still uh and i like that because that means i still have a lot i can learn about the the industry and about beers but i like that i, yeah. I don't know much <laughs> <laughs> i know i like it and i and it just means i get to experience more yeah but yeah and like we said if you're super into beer this is not a slight like we are super into beer uh we just want everybody to enjoy it and we also want to poke fun and you know partake like nick said there's so many good yeah. meme accounts out there that make you chuckle you know i love the ones that are like about the bottle share and like some reference of like shitting your pants or something (laughs) 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 or like you know walking into the bottle share like loaded with you know some bangers and like some crazy meme or something yeah you know just like the check-in warriors or like the people that say the check-in warriors are my favorite i think so funny just yeah go on go on instagram and go to pilsnerish Mm -hmm. uh just scroll through you'll find some examples like every so often he'll post uh you know, a slideshow of a few of these. Like I'm looking at one from a couple months ago. Somebody checked in a a black IPA and said, Not an IPA, too dark. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, read the room a little bit. And then yeah. somebody had an American light logger and said, Too light. Like these are real people that, you know, they they check these in on untapped and they're contradictory more, or yeah. they're just like <laughs> more logger than Pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> more logger than those are the ones that you get to you get to poke fun at because they're yeah. like trying to be pretentious without knowing what they're doing and it and it's really funny um my yeah. favorites are the ones that are like perfectly crafted and then 4. it's like 2. <laughs> 3 out of 5 <laughs> yeah. yeah oh spear is incredible 3 out of 5 <laughs> my favorite the one the one that i love on like the ones on pilsnerish just the on cuz he used to be untapped wtf or whatever and then his account somehow yeah. got gone but uh just the the complete off the wall posts that people put on there like this one bud light wife just left me because left me because i pawned my wedding ring for new call of duty came to my local applebee's to numb the pain and bud light did the job (laughs) (laughs) 1.5 well also like the pictures too like on on those untapped uh screenshots it's like the beer is either like so chunky and just looks like it was had some secondary fermentation going on there or it's like overly foamy or it's got like tons of flavor crystals as we call them. The bubbles all stuck to the glass because it's dirty, dirty dirty glasses. And it's like, Oh my gosh. And see that, that's where I start to feel a little elitist too. Like I, (laughs) I feel a little bit like snobby when I'm like clean glass glass is filthy. Cause college me wouldn't have cared. Like I wouldn't have even known. "Mm." I just would like knock it on the table and let the bubbles Bubbles kick off. This one is really funny. It's a it's a double New England IPA, and then it says a bit too New Englandy for me. <laughs> <laughs> too New Englandy. Uh, um, was, someone said they had a, a double IPA, and it was like, it's a deepa. Not sure what this means, but it's something of the IPA family. It's like <laughs> the uh, new goat. Three point two five. Oh man! Honestly, incredible. Four out of five. Almond walnut vanilla caramel cake. I hate almond. <laughs> Two out of five. <laughs> Why would you get that? 
<sighs> but there's just yeah yeah they're like oh this would have been a five if I, if only i wasn't allergic to coconut and it's like then why are you ordering a coconut chocolate stout yeah there's why? there's people that i i think either play into the stereotypes or honestly had to have no idea that they are perpetuating those but it's so funny and i think honestly like just as is with any hobby like don't take it too seriously have fun with it do it how it makes you happy um and don't contribute to an exclusive or an unfriendly like hobby or an environment for people that want to enjoy it their own way um again that seems a little preachy i hate to do that that's not what I'm, welcome <laughs> not to my the attention. preachy boys podcast preachy boys secondary presentation you know what just don't don't be a jerk but yeah i think we've we've witnessed on few occasions you know times where it's just not the most enjoyable experience because people are gatekeeping or they're being pretentious or you know maybe making fun of others in uh the craft beer industry and then you've got the people that are like the unsung heroes such as pilsnerish and uh the Hayes boys and they kind of poke back at those people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, Hey, look at yourself in the mirror sometime. Hey, and you're, you're a little bit of a joke. Get out of your mom's basement. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. Freaking hey, man. I mean, again, we're, we're, we're pretty, as, as far as like craft beer enjoyers go, like we're, we're just we're, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty. Uh, but Not you know, brag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you could see us right now, Woo! we definitely, we definitely enjoy the process a little more than some, but again, I, I'm happy going to a brewery with some friends that maybe just enjoy the experience of going to a brewery, having a couple beers, maybe remembering to check in a beer every once in a while versus like going with somebody that's gonna, you know, like critique every beer and, and not be, you know, fun to, to drink beer with. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, if it's not good, it's not good, but you don't got to, like, whine about it. Yeah. I don't think of yeah. But we yeah. don't have that, really. No. No. Well, that's our discussion <laughs> <laughs> on snobs and blobs and everything in between, but, yeah. And Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Oh, we forgot we're talking about Steve Jobs. Oh, oh no. Um, but we don't have an LC pick of the week this week. Because Elsie is not here. Mm. But what we do have is another selection from Casita Brewing Company in Wilson, North Carolina. Casita's pick of the week. This actually came from a special they did about aged beers. You could buy a four-pack. Um, this particular beer has a great name if you're talking about pretentious things. It's called Not Before I've Had My Banana Marshmallow Chocolate Vanilla Hazelnut Coffee Stout Aged in a Rum Barrel with Maple and Cacao Nibs. 10.3% alcohol by volume. It's got quite a long name. Quite a, a funny little name. And this is like a, a little 8-ounce can. It's kind of like the size of those those little like mini soda cans that you can get. Or pop, as some people yeah. might say. Those but, are like the expensive cans it's crazy that you get like you pay more for the smaller uh vessels for like bottles and cans of soda i feel like if you buy the mini cans the price per ounce is so much more than if you buy the pay for that packaging it's like i'm getting less product here now 
I think people do it because... Oh, Chase made a face over there. Ooh, it was a good face. Was, okay. Yeah, people pay for the convenience and the smaller portion size, but... Yeah, and they feel like they're drinking less. It's like, oh, I'm only having 10 ounces instead of 12. And it's like, yeah. cool. Because cool, if I have if I have a can that's small, I'm just going to want a second one after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a thirst, and it needs quenching. But yeah, this is a 10.3% uh, stouty boy. Oh, my. Ooh. Smells delicious. Yeah, Nick now understands why I made a face. It smells like candy. Oh, I'm getting, like... That like hazelnut, that chocolate. It's it yeah, it's like, like a Ferrero Rocher almost. Like yeah, that chocolatey oh yeah. hazelnut, and it's sweet, like marshmallow, yeah. and it just like it smells so good. I don't even taste it. Kind of smells like mallow cups. Have you had ma- like mallow cups before? Yeah, or like yeah. I haven't had them in a long time. My dad always loves those. milks or whatever. There's another one too. Yeah, man, this smells so good. This is Ooh. one I would totally just be like snorting sniffs. This is a viscous beer. I'm just kind of like letting it dance around the inside of the glass, and it's leaving a stain. <laughs> stain. Skid marks all over the side Somebody of Somebody called Tide because we got a stain. <laughs> I got my Tide to go. It's it like is. Tide to go, but to stay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this beer smells absolutely phenomenal. Oh wow! Almost like getting like almost like a little chocolate covered banana vibe, mm. but there's like. Have you taken a drink yet? Not yet. I don't want to put that in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do want to put the beer in your mouth, <laughs> but I don't want to. I never the... heard that from Nick before. <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, <clears throat> what I was trying to say was, you want to put the words in your mouth, that, but you said them so. But like. As soon as I was taking that first sip, you were saying chocolate covered banana. I'm getting that like for sure, but it's almost like chocolate covered banana that was like dipped in chopped peanuts or something. Yeah. It's, it's definitely really nutty still. Dang. That is good. Very good. But it has like the underlying kind of sweet banana flavor. So it's probably, I don't know if it's just like some yeast character peeking through, giving it some of that like estery. Uh, profile but yeah it's oh. really good and now i'm getting some I'm getting some of that the cacao nibs like it's almost cacao. like a mo- i'm getting like a mocha because it's like yeah. cacao nibs i'm getting like the coffee and it's actually like a pretty pure coffee flavor sometimes coffee adjunct or you know like coffee stouts it's more for me like the smell of like coffee beans and like in the flavor but this one i'm actually like tasting yeah, some coffee it's got a little hint of bitterness to counteract the sweetness like this beer is really good <laughs> i wish i had lots more of it yeah oh i guess it, it is my banana marshmallow chocolate yeah. there's so much going on here i for- but i forgot how many different things are you can pick them out like individually yeah yeah and it's it's so interesting i feel like it's gotta be very difficult to do yeah and a collab with forgotten road ales I really hope they do another collab fest because I remember. Oh yeah, because um, so collab fest a couple of years ago was awesome. Stopped by Forgotten Road Ales; they were one of the vendors there. But yeah, this I feel like this has to be so difficult to get all these things to come through and not be like just overwhelming or like gimmicky or like yeah, like fake. Like everything tastes real. Like I'm getting real banana flavor, real chocolate, real hazelnut, real coffee. 
And it's it all works together. Real fake doors. Oh my gosh, real fake doors. But yeah, I mean, it's not overly sweet. I think that bitterness, it's almost kind of like a dark chocolate kind of a flavor, but it's definitely the cacao nibs, like, mm, pull that man. through, give a little bit of bitterness. like Chef's kiss. Delightful. Absolutely brilliant. Casita, well done. Yeah, and this is where Casita we like to nerd roads, about. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where we like to, uh, you know, geek out about beer. Enjoy oh, it. yeah. Explore the flavors that are happening, not just take a 10.3% stout to the dome. Yeah. Uh, but we we like to take a moment to appreciate it. And, you know, if you say this is just damn good and you chug it and like to each their own, but yeah. that's what I like to do. I sound like a pretentious jerk, but I'll take it because it's fun for me. Right. You know, and uh, I think part of the fun for me is like having that experience with somebody else. Like, we're sitting here enjoying this beer together, talking through it. I mean, it'd be just as delicious if I was by myself, but it's like we get to kind of like bounce thoughts. You also get to experience the pleasure of it, like with somebody else. <laughs> just this is sounding more rock than I intended. <laughs> Join us for an evening with Joe and Nick. <laughs> We're sitting intertwined on Central the evening. couch. We're sharing one microphone. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Ran out of chairs, so I guess you can just pop a squat here. (laughs) Um, No, it's just like, again, kind of going back to my experience, like I enjoy drinking beer with people either at somebody's house or at a brewery and like being and having a beer that's really good and saying, oh, try this. Like, this is really delicious. I'm getting, you know, all this like juicy hot flavor or like, oh, this is like, you know, a chocolate hazelnut cake. Have this and then having somebody else kind of enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't enjoy it, but like at least I've kind of talked to it with somebody it. else and shared it. Because to me, it's like part of the enjoyment of craft beer is like sharing it um, with other people too. So yeah, sharing and you can't do good. that if we're making people feel unwelcome and we're making making it a toxic, you know, hobby or uh, something that people don't want to enjoy because they feel left out or they feel ridiculed. So yeah, you gotta be the best. Yeah, you just gotta enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy it the way you like to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I guess I'll save a little bit of this for Elsie to try. Mm. She should be done tending to the baby now. But She'll probably really enjoy this, too. She's a, a stout fan. Yeah, I should just drink it all and say, whoops, sorry. Mm. Don't know what happened. Just just slipped by. And but. you know, this is so dark. It's darker than coffee, even, really. Yeah. I was going to say, I could pass this as a, my morning cup. Cup of joe. Man. What'd you learn today, Nick? I don't know. I think I got really soapboxy today, but I think it came from, actually it was kind of some self-realization, like everyone's got their own point in their journey of craft beer enjoyment. Everyone's on a different end of the spectrum mm-hmm. and uh, just, you know, be well, be appreciative that people, other people enjoy this hobby because otherwise it wouldn't be where it is today too. I think that's kind of another big takeaway oh, for yeah. me is like, we can't simultaneously gatekeep craft beer and also see it grow the way we want it to because we have to let the industry kind of evolve to a wider spectrum than just what you like and what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just like, just love craft beer. I just want it to keep, keep being popular. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a kind of similar thing that I've learned is self-reflection, you know, 
thinking about how do I sound? Am I being pretentious or am I just enjoying what I'm doing? I'm not saying it just to say it. You know, that's how it's. Yeah. And I think I've learned, you know, I want to take a step back and appreciate the beverage that I have more, you know, want to be intentional about drinking a beer because, I mean, drinking beer has its costs, right? It's mm-hmm. calories, it's not super healthy for you. <laughs> you know, alcohol's not great. So mm. if you're going to drink it, make it count. At least that's my philosophy on it. So I got to just be a little more intentional about that. Yeah. We need more meme accounts. I also learned need. more more craft beer meme accounts. We got to also post, post more videos to to get some people like that don't see yeah. the satire in our reels. Yeah, that's maybe maybe we can we can bring some more humor, Start some more TikTok. lightheartedness. I feel like sometimes we we can be a little serious, and it's not coming from a bad place. It's just you know some of the stuff we talk about is we're just not funny. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we try. We just suck. Okay, <laughs> just, totally just come cool. out and say it. <laughs> just you uh, you know you've been wanting to say it. I'll make you proud someday, mom. <laughs> oh jeez, it's really dark. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up episode number 75, getting really dark. Uh, you can check us out on our socials at East Carolina Beer on Instagram, East Carolina Beer and Brewing on Facebook. You know, actually, we're going to go through a little bit of a rebrand here. You know, as Nick mentioned, if you've made it this far, once I start naming off the socials, I feel like everybody clicks off. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if you made it this far, we might be going through a little bit of a rebrand here soon, working on a, a new logo and really just kind of sticking. We've we've got kind of a divided brand right now. We've got East Carolina Beer, which it's where we started and, you know, where mm-hmm. our, our blog was because we were drinking Carolina beer, uh, particularly in the East. But now that we've got the podcast, it's a little more far reaching. We've got people listening from kind of all over the world in, in some places and, you know... Uh, East Carolina beer is not super relatable on that level, so uh, secondary fermentation, I think, is where we're going to take all our stuff at. But for now, Instagram, East Carolina beer, Facebook, East Carolina beer, brewing website, eastcarolinabeer.com, and Gmail, eastcarolinabeer at gmail.com. But other than that, we will see you in episode number 76. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.